You're listening to the Fox in the Phoenix podcast, understanding the feminine cross-dressing experience. The Fox in the Phoenix podcast is now a proud recipient of two 27th Annual Communicators Awards, garnering audio and podcast distinction for individual episodes in the categories of society and culture and diversity and inclusion. I'm Savannah Hawk, cross-dresser, and author of the Living with Crossdressing book series. And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of foxandhanger.com, a feminine styling and life coaching service for crossdressers and transgender women. Hey, Savannah. Hey, Julie. How are you today? I'm feeling good today. How, how are you? I noticed that you've changed up your hair color. What? What? what are you- yeah. It looks like you must have a platinum or a white kind of x-man thing going on <laughs> x-woman is that you know what i mean Marvel. i do know what you mean um uh, wigs.com had a sale a oh, clearance sale on place. john renau which is um which is my brand i love to go with and this is style so they had this um is basically white or like you say a platinum with uh dark roots mm. so i um went and indulged myself for a couple hundred bucks less than a couple hundred bucks to uh do something a little different i mean i love my red and i love my auburn but sometimes in order to pass you need to like stand out so to blend in i wanted to stand out <laughs> today i so, get you yeah yeah, so, yeah so i want to do a little something that gave me a little pop made me feel like over the top today and just lit today as the kids would oh, say you are lit girl thank you i appreciate it and I, I mean, this is not a, wigs.com is not a sponsor, but a shout out to them because they are amazing. They are. It's such they a really wide are. range, right? Yeah, I really do like the products. When it comes to cross-dressing men and, and trying to find something that fits you, I'm always going to be the first one to say you should go to a wig store or go to a salon and be fitted and see how it looks on your face type and, and really like look at the cuts and how it works for you. I'm always going to be the one to tell you to do that in person first. But once you find that style, now you know your style. You can go online and really look through selections and get it quickly. Now that I know my style and my wig name, uh, now, it's what, what? Easy, now it's easy to go in and say, oh, I want this color of that style. So I'm very happy. And I'm always going to say, get your head size measured. Get a, um, some masking tape and measure your, the circumference of your head. And if, so you can figure out if you're a large, if you would have a large cap wig, a medium size or a small, and then go to Fox and Hair. <laughs> Let me help you find your wigs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, so some people need support. Some people need somebody to assist them in getting to where they're going. I mean, I was able to go to stores that actually had wigs and actually sit there and try them on. And it was uh, a place that was catering to the cross-dressing and trans community. So, you know, I totally get it. Like people who can't do that, especially now with COVID, you know, definitely can look towards you and Fox and Hanger to uh, assist them in that regard. And we can certainly have an entire show on wigs and I would love to because I could get just heady, get it, heady, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, about the topic. So let's stick a pin in that because I have words, okay. Miss You got Savannah. words? I have okay. words about so, it. It sounds like a hairy topic. So. It is a very hairy topic. And I look forward to going there because I am just wigging out. I love it. Nice. Oh, um, man. We got all the puns. 
Yeah, but today we actually have a topic that came to us um, after episode 20. Someone reached out after episode 20, which was Girl Crush. Do you want to talk a little bit about the episode? Uh, The episode Girl Crush was about people who approach you either online um, or even in person. We really didn't get into the whole, you know, the scene, admirers and people approaching you and talking about whether you felt validated or Mm -hmm. if you felt off put by that kind of attention. And I know it's a very thin, thin line about people who like the attention and like the admiration. And you had also even asked me about girl to girl you know, cross-dresser to cross-dressers, like we seem to be very complimentary to each other. And right. And is it, is it to objectify, you were saying is very much a, very much a compliment. Sometimes, um, yeah. Sometimes. And it could feel very validating for your experience as a woman. Because um, for cross-dressing, for many, you are as good as your craft when it comes to your transformation and your perfecting your makeup and, and feminizing and the actual... Um, adornments you put on your body to make this transformation as realistic and authentic to your experience as a female. And there was, I actually, after the episode aired and we put it out, I actually had a listener that reached out to me and said that they were kind of disappointed because they really Mm -hmm. wanted to hear more about the kind of chaser mentality, the kind of, um, violating, harassing nature Mm. of cross-dressing that really is very much a part of the community, a part of being transgender, a part of being a cross-dresser, and it's real, and it's a living, breathing entity. And so I felt sad. I mean, all of our episodes is not going to, we cannot fill every (laughs) cup, right? And there's so much to say about each episode and what's really incredible and what we feel like we have a plethora of topics to choose from is that when we get feedback or when we feel that there's a need to explore an angle of a topic a little bit more, we just, we revisit it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. Well, you and I are going to go on forever. So we got plenty of things to talk about. Exactly. So I then um, went because I am a people pleaser by nature, I went and I placed a post that said, hold on, I'm just going to pull it up. Sure. I said, I I put a post and I said, got chasers. What is your relationship with unsolicited advances? And what came from it was just an outpouring of members of the community that just had so many hideous stories Mm. and just a camaraderie of this cross-dressing family just being like, yes, this happens to us. And a a mix of emotions of saying, yes, it comes with the territory, or this is a part that I I hate and I don't feel safe going out because there are so many people. There were comments about posts, you know, men bringing sad penis pictures. That was the (laughs) quote, sad penis pictures, and just making them feel violated. And I know you and I off air have spoken a lot about the messages you receive. And I'd oh, love yeah. to kind of deep dive into this topic. Um, yeah, there, if I remember what you had read to me in full was that this person felt threatened. This person felt uh, afraid for who they were and having this unsolicited advance 
from somebody you don't know through social media is kind of terrifying, especially if you're not used to it. I mean, I go through it all the time. I think I even sent you something offline that was like, just like, hey, here's a screenshot of what I'm dealing with today. You know, me, I kind of push it off as just a novelty because those people are seeing me as novelty or as taboo or something they just want to get with. I think I have even somebody today who's like, how can I meet you? I'm in love with you. I'm like, uh, I'm in America. We'll probably never meet. <laughs> so you always have a, <laughs> it's almost like you have a script to follow. You're just like, you have my picture online. You mm-hmm. can see it them. Like when they're like, show me a picture of you or take a picture of you. Yeah. Yeah. There are pictures online. Like you're very like matter of fact and very, right, right. it's almost like you're um, desensitized from it because it's really on the regular. Yeah, I really am. And it's, I think we had spoken about how there is a very specific formula to how these people reach out to you. You know, they'll say hi, only hi or hello or, you know, hearts or XOXO, just very simplistic, nothing really of substance and then you respond either because you feel like you should or you're you know curious about what they want from you even though it says not a follower you know not a friend of yours Mm. and um so unfortunately i have an auto message on my messenger that says hello how can i assist you today that's my auto messenger when i get uh, a a message from somebody who's not a friend and so of course it's it's already starting a conversation so they're like how can I meet you? Where are you? I'm like, well, it tells you right on my Facebook where I'm from and where I live. It's like, like you said, send me a picture, plenty of pictures on my profile. You're welcome to look at those. Um, And then like, uh, so so where are you? Show me a picture. How old are you? Um, Just it's so typical. It's so formulaic. And I'm not even sure if like, do they, do they have a script? Seems like they all have right. a script because how are they all saying the same exact thing over and over again? And they're different people or supposedly different people, different profiles. And I engage because that's what I do. And sometimes it gets a little much and I block them. Like I said, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to block you now. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Good, you know, Have a good day. And then I block them on both Facebook and uh, Messenger. Uh, But some have actually had a reasonable conversation or they've apologized for being so forward or uh, demeaning or however you want to say it. It's like they've actually apologized. But sometimes they apologize to continue the conversation. And sometimes they're apologizing because actually I feel in my heart that they're apologetic and actually feel remorse of what they had said. And they say, well, I'm sorry to bother you. And they probably move on to the next person. Because again, who wants to be challenged? <laughs> it's so funny to me because I, I think of you as such a regal type of person. And I feel like you would be the kind of person to be like, to get this like pervy, pervy person, this chaser type. And then after like five minutes, they're telling you about their relationship with their mother. You know what I mean? Now talk to me about what's really going on. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> I, You know, sometimes it feels like it. Um, but I'm always, I'm just that person. I'm that person who wants to educate those people because if I make the assumption that they're all chasers, that they're all just wanting to have sex with me, then that makes me no better than them in terms of they just think all we want is sex. 
And by the way, I have my own. I took, uh, because we had spoken about this off air, I said, oh, hey, Julie, check out what I got today, what I'm yeah, dealing with please. on the rank. It's dish. Yeah, dish. So, so what I got, this was actually through Instagram. When and, was this? Um, this was last month. Okay. Uh, so just a couple of weeks ago. And so it says, I just find it hot when a, when a man dressing up as a woman, that panty bulge, mmm. They love to have sex 24-7. To which I replied, that's a common and sad misconception. I'm a real person like everyone else. Do you think that was appropriate to share with someone you've just contacted? To which they said, damn, someone's a little sensitive. Calm your ass down with uh, one of those laughy faces. And then I finished up with, well, since you seem to only be interested in objectifying cross-dressing men, I'll say good night. And at that nice. point, I, I blocked bid you that farewell. I bid you farewell, adieu. Farewell, cancer. <laughs> yeah, farewell. I said good night. And yes, at that point, I, I uh, went and blocked them on both um, Instagram proper and on the message board. So I have a listener that said, it's annoying. I'm bigger than most of my chasers. So you would think that being an ex-bouncer would ward them off. Nope. I generally fear for my fellow cross-dressers and trans friends that they don't have the background to defend themselves. And even with the size, and even with my size and background, I still watch my back. So it's just this constant fear and it sounds like it, it 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 extends itself beyond just messaging yes it's kind of this moment for you to be visible for you to be a visible male to female presence that kind of comes with the territory it does it does and i would think that it sounds like in the scene that they're talking about is a little more bar scene a little more right. nightlife scene and i think that's going to give itself to more aggressiveness I guess or overtness is like you know everybody's got a beer in them everybody thinks we're all out for the same thing and you're out there dressed to the nines and of course unfortunately it's that same kind of mentality it's like well you're asking for it you're dressed that way so you must want it versus just wanting to be out there having a good time with your friends um you know like that's why I always recommend people go out in groups mm-hmm. so that you feel a little more protected and a little more insulated from these kind of onslaughts. In our last episode, in episode 20, we talked about people who do feel validated when somebody's hitting on them a little bit and chatting them up and want to buy them a drink and tell them they're pretty. There's a validation in that. It's really about the the level of respect that you give to a person as you approach them. Because obviously, if we all sit in our insulated bubbles and nobody ever talks to each other, obviously... There's no validation going on. You're just out there doing your own thing. And some people like to feel the womanly part by being hit on or be chatted up by a man because they feel that man sees them as a woman. Therefore, they are being validated as a woman. But to have somebody approach you and just be just skizzy and kind of like lecherous and like just assume that all you want is sex and trying to touch you and just invade your space that that's when you know you gotta get yourself out of that situation as quickly as possible right so when when a woman goes out steps out of their house or steps in front of the camera and celebrates their sexuality and Mm -hmm. celebrates themselves as a sensual woman right there you are putting yourself in a vulnerable position right and so it's it's not uncommon for women who wear something and i'm talking about cis women 
Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, a trans woman or a crossdresser that that this idea is heightened. But when a woman owns her sexuality and goes out to a bar or puts herself online, she is prey. And so there's this idea of women that are, quote, asking for it. Right. Right. So I'm just wondering if as a crossdresser, when cross-dressing women are approached in this manner, if there's that feeling of validation that, wow, I must look like a woman or, or I'm having a female experience. This doesn't feel good to me, but it feels like, wow, I'm having a female experience. I'm being validated. Yes. You know, I pass because mm-hmm. this is the experience that all women have. And this is hot to me. I think some people might see that. I, but again, I think it's that level of respect that you get i mean there's nothing wrong with somebody coming up to you and say hi i think you're really pretty why can i talk to you or you know whatever i mean today let's talk about dish today i got hit on by a man ow ow what 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 now i didn't realize i was being hit on because like like on the streets like yeah yeah i was at starbucks today and some guy was sitting on the other side of the this awninged area and reading his book and so i'm doing my work on my side on my laptop and he's reading his book and then i don't know maybe 15 20 minutes later he decides he's done and he's gonna go inside and before he goes inside he says hey um are you are you interested in science or sci-fi and I'm like, well, hell yeah. You know, I'm like, of course, I like this. I like this. I like this. I like this sci-fi. You know, I was going on and on and on. And I didn't realize until later that he was kind of, that was like an icebreaker. Now, was he hitting on me? I don't know. But he, we had a whole conversation about capitalism and ideology. We had a conversation about gender oh and Star Trek. Because you know me, I can, you know, I could step up and talk about nerd, almost anything. Nerd, 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 nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you were totally big it on. That's hilarious. I, see, here's the thing, though. I was like, I didn't feel like it was a bad thing. One, I didn't feel validated as a woman because this person was just talking to me. I didn't feel like he was hitting on me because he was still probably 15 feet away. And by being that far away, it kept it kept my kind of security of self in my personal space, you know, intact. But he would just chat me up and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, am I bothering you? I'm like, no, it's fine. We can keep talking. And then about four or five minutes later, if that long, he says, all right, we'll have a good day. And he went inside and that was it. And to me, I felt validated as a person, not as like a woman, but as a person that somebody wanted to talk to. And I thought that was really nice. (sighs) And again, if there was some overture about it, I mean, he was talking about how, well, I've lost 45 pounds and getting fit and I'm, you know, on dating sites. And so he was putting out the, I'm in, in shape and I'm looking and I'm on the market. Um, for so those, you. For Just anybody. So you, know. I, I, <laughs> you are so, oh, that's so sweet. You are, come here, you. I know. You I, were hit I'm, on. I'm the person that you would have to be sitting next to me going, you know that guy was hitting on you, right? I'm like, what? Really? Okay. I'm did your girl? How did you come <laughs> to realize that that's what was happening? I think I just kind of like afterwards when I was replaying the whole kind of thing in its entirety in my brain. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of indicators of like him trying to, but he didn't approach me. He didn't come closer. He didn't tell me his name. He didn't say, hey, talk to you more. So there was kind of like this 
this thing he was trying to do and, and I was engaged. I mean, I talked to him about Star Trek and everything else and gender. And... <laughs> you gave him the, the Star Trek <laughs> signal with your hands. Listen, listen, live long All right, and prosper. I have just I'm like just a couple of things to say <laughs> about this. I felt it was innocent. It was respectful. And I did not feel uncomfortable in that environment. So are you ready for me? I'm ready for you. Bring it. Right, Lay it on less me, girl. than a minute. And thank you so much. And what, how you're presenting today represents like every little sci-fi geek's fantasy of like a Marvel comic goddess that's just going to appear. Of course you like sci-fi. Okay. Because of and my white hair. You, <laughs> yes. And like, it might as well be blowing in the wind and to this Southern gent, it probably, you might as well have had the boots and the whole, the whole attire. Now it sounds like to me from listening to your story that you didn't feel unsafe. No. You didn't feel threatened. You didn't feel necessarily objectified because that's not what this person was doing. This person saw you as a beautiful woman and they were engaging with you in an arena that they feel like you must be a part of because of your presentation. Like I swear to me, it's not just wearing like your sport and white hair or like, you know, very platinum blonde. Like you represent a certain I'm sorry, but population of people. And when, when the way you step out gives everyone information about what's important to you, what you're interested in, and whether this person, as soon as you started engaging in the conversation, clocked you or, or whatever right. it was, right. you were able to meet at a um, common a common level. And this person really appreciated and enjoyed talking to you. Now that is totally the opposite of chasing i think mm-hmm. Absolutely. it is two energetic beings connecting meeting on common ground the person talked to you about how they're taking care of their health and they're working out that to me is a signal for a picture me naked look at my body or b like that is sending out some signals right right to the quote opposite sex or to the same sex whatever signals there was there was a flow happening. There was something, yeah. I didn't realize there was something. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud you as you are. <laughs> which which brings me to the other idea that there is a population of people that get muffled within this chaser mentality that have a fondness, are sexually attracted to, appreciate, adore, love transgender women, love them, and I think that it's really hard for men within this category to get muffled up within the chaser mentality. And I think it's really hard for cross-dressing women and transgender women to really build up that trust that they are lovable, that they are um, valid of this kind of innocent and protective hitting on, and they deserve to have this appreciation yes absolutely. and to be with someone that loves and appreciates them for being transgender for being a cross-dresser and it's very hard to separate the two and it involves a lot of trust and just tuning into certain moments that feel good versus ones that don't feel so good yeah no that's very true i mean again when it comes to the respect component yes there are people who like this they're in love with the idea of being with a trans woman or in love with the idea of being with a cross-dressing man. And I've, I've seen it so many times 
of like, well, I love cross-dressing men, but I'm not gay. Okay, well, that says more about you than about me. But in that same breath, it also is saying a lot about them in terms of what they're looking for. They want to be with a man who is showing so much femininity that they can trick their own brains into believing that they're with a woman and they're not gay because they're hung up on the genitals. And what that would mean. And what that would mean. It's like, oh my God. But I guarantee you, I've also run into people who love to be with a trans woman, but yet would never bring that woman home to meet the parents because for them, it's still this secret taboo shame that they want to experience it, but they don't want to live that world out loud. Right. And so this, this whole mentality of chasing is like, I love the idea of being in love. I love the idea of like being with a, a sexy trans woman because they're so sexy. And as I read to you that Instagram post message, they want sex 24 seven and they are so much overtly more feminine than typical women. I mean, there's all these ideals that they put in their head of why they want to pursue a trans woman or a transition woman or a cross-dressing man, whatever they are interested in. There are that subsection of that subculture of chasers who are in love with that idea, but not necessarily in love with the person. And that's why right. it's so, like you said, so difficult to distinguish between somebody who loves you for you versus loves you because you are a representation of what they want. Or love, it's almost like is sexually attracted to transgender women. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think so either. I don't think that it, but so often there's, there's this part of, of the chaser community that I, I guess that's what, that's what a chaser is what happens when it's turned into a high def situation of that yeah. and when it becomes a fetish situation where it's almost right. like an addiction, like a sex addiction or a need to fulfill. Or like you said, when they are the predator and you are the prey. Right. It's like they're not interested in who you are. They just know what you are and therefore they want it. For yeah. whatever reason, whether they're satisfaction, whether they're the novel idea of who you are versus those people who are just, like you said, truly in love with the spirit of people or truly in love with you know the trans community. And they don't see that as the primary reason, but they, they gravitate towards those people. Again, it goes back to the second book, Loving with Crossdressing, is that yeah. You know, you are sexually attracted to femininity or masculinity or something that attracts you visually, you know, that, that's that cortex of like, I see this and I love this. And then there's a romantic attraction, which is, oh, well, it was, it was a sexy woman or a man dressed as a sexy woman. But if they take all that off and come Monday, they're like, hi, my name is Steve. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm not really into dudes then that is like, you're not romantically attracted to who that person is, you know, as a person, you really were just sexually attracted to that, that feminized version that gives you thrills. So there's that chaser mentality as well. It's like, they just want that thing, that object. Mm. And that can be scary because if you're just with your girls and they're at a bar and all of a sudden we're getting hit on, well, you expect to get hit on as a woman, as a cis woman, 
and you deal with that day to day. And then you'd have us, it's like, all right, are they hitting on me because they know I'm trans or are they hitting on me because they think I'm cute or because they like me, like my conversation, you know, it's like, did that guy today for me, did he like my conversation? Because I was going toe to toe with him about capitalism and ideology in culture and history. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you were, you were nailing it. I was, well, metaphorically speaking. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I could go toe to toe and I did. And he seemed to enjoy the debate of it, the conversation of it. But who knows what his real intent was. And uh, it's interesting, but I typically have only felt unsafe in real life mm. in terms of people approaching me, being a little lecherous and in my space. Um, but, you know, I just extract myself out and go find my friends or go find other people I know, you know, that were already there at the party and be wary of that person. I don't usually let them get too close or engage too long. Yeah, I, I think as long as you feel like you're in charge versus being controlled or feeling out of control. Cornered, I think that yeah. there's power in that. Yeah. And, and so, we, have to, we have to be okay with that too, to have that power and make those decisions. Yeah. And, and be, and really be in charge. And it's really interesting because as you're, as you just said that I, I, I'm flashing to what's kind of going on in my, my current life right now with my, with my work and that's where I just have kind of recently in the past couple of days dipped into more of the sissy culture okay. um, that deals with cross-dressing as a fetish. Now, this is something yeah. that I, in my work with my business, have really managed to not touch. I'm very much, you know, going against the stereotype of working with cross-dressers that don't see cross-dressing as a fetish, uh, okay. that see it as a grounding force, as a part of their identity. And that is where we found each other. That's where this podcast has kind of been birthed from, yeah. um, that these are cross-dressers are people, people, people with children, you know, people <laughs> with children, with wives, with, you know, all that. And I, I recently, in the past couple of days, I put this just a little bit of an edgy kind of sexy post on this sissy group that was just very much like, I want to dress you. I want to oh, feminize nice. you. Like I, I went there, okay. right? And I just went right towards the stereotype of what cross-dressing is and just, you know, deep dived and was deep dove right into this community. And I just got so much interest, right? So much traffic. It was overwhelming in terms of people who view cross-dressing as a fetish and want to be transformed in this way by someone like me. You got the doms, the, the subs, you yeah, know, you, yeah. you got all that. So the amount of men that have approached me and kind of the chaser mentality has been amazing. I've had a couple people that have contacted me thinking that I was a, a cross-dresser, thinking that I was trans and really came on to me in a way that, that, yeah. that helped me experience this topic on a whole new level. And you know me, you know that I love to deep dive into a life and into an identity that is very different from my own, especially right. having to do with gender and sexuality and all this. I love to learn about it. So being able to be on the other side of it 
was amazing. It was just amazing to be able to feel like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm being violated. Oh my God, like <laughs> I'm being, you know, this person thinks I'm trans or a crossdresser or, you know, not just giddy that I was being violated or that I got to experience this, but wow, this is going to help me empathize so much deeper with individuals who are um, approached in this way. As a cis woman, I am... I was raped. I mean, trust me, I've been there in terms of violation and being able to experience the quote female experience. Okay. I'm no stranger to that walk, but being able to have this kind of tango with a taboo, you know, with the taboo in the darkness and being like, Hey baby, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) let's talk, pick. Can I see a pick? I love crossdressers. I'm like, Whoa, this feels and you're so like, radical. does Savannah have any pictures on her page that I can use? <laughs> <laughs> and the truth of the matter is, is I used to be one of these people that said, oh, if I met a trans person, I would just know. I would just know. And let me tell, like, psychically, I would just know. Bull, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Because oh, I'm tight, you, sorry. You would not know. A lot of people don't. I yeah. would not know if I met a crossdresser and, or a transgender woman, for sure, you would not at all. So the fact that I was being approached and that someone thought that I was trans or a crossdresser made me, it just reinstilled that idea that of course I could be. I wasn't offended. I was, I appreciated it in some sick way <laughs> that I got to experience this. <laughs> it's definitely, I'm glad you weren't offended. I'm glad you didn't feel less a woman because of it because of this person who who said this to you uh through messenger um it is yeah it's kind of hard to experience some of these things unless you walk a mile right so for you to be considered a trans woman or a crossdresser to this person and they were approaching you with that in mind I'm sure it was a very, very, very interesting conversation. It was very interesting. And it was, I had like three of them Mm. and all of them were, cause I'm just like you, I'm an investigator. You know, I had to find out, I was this close to asking like what their horse, what their sign is, their astrological (laughs) sign so I can do some more deep diving. But yeah, I definitely was like, are you straight? Like I wanted to know what I was dealing with on yeah, an investigative yeah, yeah. kind of way. I've actually, in some of the the uh, the longer conversations I've had, I'm like, hey, just uh, total transparency. You know, I'm a man, right? I mean, I've done that too because I'm. It's silly enough. People don't tend to look at your Facebook or whatever. They're just like, I see a pretty girl. I'm gonna approach that girl. Right. Well, yeah. You so, can never assume that you're not. Yeah. So a lot, but you know, 95% of the time is like, yeah, I know. I don't care. I love you. I'm like, you, I said, you love me? Question mark. You don't even know me, but you're beautiful. Okay. Signing off. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's so, sad. It really is sad sometimes. I really want to see all these messages you've received. Honestly. Yeah, I know. I just rocked your world with that. You story. did. You I'm did. Sorry. I'm like, now I'm like, oh my God, what was said? What was said in the dark? You know, going back to the main topic, you and I tend to deep dive into these conversations. We don't take offense by them. We're not really put off by them or, or feel less secure. But what about those people who do feel insecure, even by digital messaging? Talking about physicality, talking about being in a nightlife and having somebody approach you physically, 
is a whole other arena to be in. I mean, you have right. physicality, you have person who's imposing on you in your space. And those are things that all we can do is like, make sure you're with your people, people who can protect you and extricate yourself from that quickly as to not be accosted or harassed. Um, but what would you tell somebody who's getting messages online from people and getting dick pics and getting first word out of their mouth is like, I love you. I want to be with you. You're everything to me. It's like, what do you tell those women how to react and what to do when they're, they're feeling uncomfortable about that interchange? I tell them to block the person immediately and to not engage and not feel like they have to engage. You know, it's, it's cut it off immediately. Shut that door. And so there's that. And also the idea that you, in a sense, and I know that you, you really hold strong to this truth, have to teach people how to treat, mm -hmm. treat you, right? And you very much as an activist for cross-dressers want to give these people the information that you are not to be harassed. You are a person. And letting them know that speaking your truth on behalf of so many people is something that's important to you. So maybe for everyone, disengaging immediately wouldn't work for them. Yeah. And then I would ask them to just be so solid with your boundaries. I'm not here to engage with anyone that's going to make me feel less than. And thank you for your time. I am yeah. a cross-dresser, but I'm not, you know, for you to be, I'm not your prey. Have a yeah. nice day. It's take, you know? take, taking your power back. Exactly. But what that being said, what about those people who aren't versed? They're skirting the line, no pun intended, skirting the line of wanting to be, feel validation and kind of letting their guard down a little bit in order to receive that validation. And then it all of a sudden turns sinister or it turns lecherous. Right. You know, I guess the same thing applies. Now all of a sudden it's like, well, you had it coming because you were leading me on. And they're like, well, I don't want to be a part of what you're doing now. And I'm going to block you. It's interesting that you say that because I have a uh, listener that has something that would help shed some light on this um, conversation and give us a little more to work with um, to, to help answer your question. Okay. So this listener says, I wouldn't consider myself to be a very prolific presence by any means here or anywhere else online, but I do definitely get my share of chaser types. And I know pretty much all the time, my friends within the community do as well. I try to make it as clear as possible via my profile about me section, but that does not stop them. I think it definitely demonstrates the stereotype that we cross-dressers are often branded with as big fetishist, closeted homosexuals, etc. So what this person does is kind of makes it really clear in their about me section and in terms of who they are as a person, um, their morals and values. And it sounds like that this doesn't make, this doesn't end it for, mm. for people harassing them, but it definitely keeps them in the pocket when it comes to who they are in terms of their morals and values and what they will and will not deal with. And for you, it reminds me very much of your book. I believe it's the second book, talking about really knowing yourself mm -hmm. and knowing that how you feel about when it comes to people approaching you, how you feel when it comes to your cross-dressing and, and the ways in which it shows up for you. What is okay? What is not okay? And what's okay for you may not be okay for other people, 
right? True. If you like a good dick pic, own it. It doesn't mean that you're a perv. <laughs> it means that you see a dick pic, you're a one dick pic chick, right? <laughs> anything beyond that, I'm serious. Anything beyond that is too much. That is when after the dick pic, it's when you see it, you get a little rush or whatever it is, and then you block the person. You need to know what your threshold is in terms of dealing with this so that you can protect yourself. Yeah, and not feel that vulnerability by being vulnerable. If you let your guard down and you're vulnerable and allow to receive that and you're say, okay, that's one. I'm still okay. I'm still in my power and in my, my comfort. And then if it just becomes an ongoing thing, like you said, then you're just like, nope, I'm done with this block moving on. I mean, honestly, anytime I get a dick pic, I typically show Judy. <laughs> she's all, she's always very uh thinks it's very funny to, when i receive those she's like hey honey look right. at this so i show her it and she's like she gets a laugh i get a laugh i usually read whatever they had said to me does she hold up scorecards <laughs> like that no that was a, that's an eight out of a ten no she doesn't do that exactly. but she, i mean honestly when we first got together she had somebody that she had seen once or twice while we're laying in bed this guy reached out to her it was like hey can i show you a picture of my co-workers and she's like yeah sure whatever and next thing you know blow slap in the face with a dick pic and and so judy and i are like both looking at this going what it's like he's like why did you send me this picture and it's like oh i'm sorry it was the wrong picture now, needless to say, the right picture what? took a long time to get to us. But we were like both laughing. And she's like, why are you showing this? It's like, well, I'm modeling. And this guy was very endowed. This is to your girlfriend? This is to my girlfriend. This is probably like year two, I guess. That's hilarious. And uh, so we're laying there. I'm like, oh, honey, you know what we should do? I said, you should take a picture of my dick. No, oh, my send, God. And send it back to him. He's like, hey, here's a like, picture. Look at mine. Yeah, I exactly. My coworkers. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, even say it's like, He's like, well, you know, I'm dating somebody, right? He's like, are you happy? <laughs> oh, my God. So. And then that's when you send it. Oh, I'm I, happy. I wish. I really it. was kind of hoping because I had panties on. I said, oh, you know, we could take a picture of like, you know, what you're wearing, quote unquote, and then like show this big uh, <laughs> bulge in that. it. Um, but that did not happen. But it was you know, one of those mis- meaty <laughs> missed opportunities. But it's like the same thing. She got it way before mm-hmm. I ever got one. I don't understand. I still, to this day, do not understand why anybody thinks that saying hi, and then you say hi back, and then you get a dick pic, that that's going to impress anybody. Right. I don't understand how that's like, is it because they think we're, we're sexual fiends and nymphomaniacs? It's like, oh my God, dick pic, now I want it? I don't, I don't know. It boggles my mind that anybody would think that would work. I think it really stems from the Oscar Mayer Wiener commercials back <laughs> in the day. Because <laughs> those are delicious. Sorry. I, I, it troubles me. And yeah. I always want to get down to the bottom. It's like, why did you think that would work? I've asked that question. And then they just go away because they don't want to be challenged by this. Like, wait, I'm writing a book, please. <laughs> wait, Excuse wait. me, over here. You just violated me. At least give me some of your time. <laughs> I've got my notepad. No. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, wait, wait. Hmm, See, they... that's, it's like meet like with like. It's like they're being, you're being harassed. You did right. not want to see their penilingus, but you did. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, I got you here. Now I'm going to interview you for my next book. Exactly. 
And then right. they, they seem to not want that for some reason. It's like, yeah, listen, cool. you're too much work. You're high maintenance as a woman. I'm sorry. And then you've got some people that take from the pages of don't take it too seriously. So imagine if just to empower yourself and get a little chuckle and not feel so, Violated. I don't know, Violated. abused and just yeah. wronged. If you could just be like, do you think you could send me a picture of that again? It's not really backlit appropriately. Ah. I just need a little, a little to the left. I, I just, I really want to see a little more personality. And can I see it in scale? Can I have something to, to have it in scale oh, yeah, or something for else? Sure. Right. It's like, and I've also heard um, (laughs) people go back and say, yeah, that's a great dick pic. Mine's bigger. You know, I've heard that because, you know, there are plenty of cross-dressing men with sizable assets and, you know, they're probably not all that impressed with what that picture was. (laughs) Giant clits. Yeah. You can shut it down. (laughs) Meaty clits. Um, you can shut it down. You yeah. can shut it down with humor. You can shut it down with education. And you can shut it down with just facing it head on and just pushing into it rather than feeling like it is crushing you. Yeah, yeah. I, it's very important. I know it's something that not everybody is prepared for or ready for or even know how to, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's you, it's your power. Right. You control yourself. You control what you see. If you don't want to engage, don't block them. Now, the problem that I think some people face is that they get it a lot. And now yeah. all that does becomes, it becomes a systemic, like, oh, this is what everybody thinks of me. And that can all of a sudden be now invalidating because they feel like, oh, I'm never going to be treated like a human being because I'm only objectified. I'm only treated as this taboo sex object that can't get a real relationship. Right. There's so much to it. There is. But at the end of the day, it's about the power you bring. Yep. So you control, especially online. I've seen people with the, the about me. It's like, I am a part-time crossdresser, happily married, no men. Do not message me or I will block any DMs or, or whatever. People state that right off the bat in the hopes of hedging those issues, be very aware of who you allow to be your friend. Because, right. but again, we get, we get people all the time who message us who are not a friend of ours. So you could set settings that way to make sure you don't get messages from anybody who's not your friend. Right. Um, definitely online, you have all the control. Do not feel like they're, they're invading your space because you control it. They may have gotten in, but it's very easy to, kick them back out and, and make sure they're not allowed in. So take advantage of that if that's not something you want. If you do have that want to be validated and you find that, oh, this person is going way too far, check them. Put them in their place and say, I will not accept this. And if they go off on a rant, it's like, well, somebody's got their pants in a bunch. Somebody's a real <laughs> bitch. Somebody's a such and such. Right. Calm your ass down. Don't take it personally because they're just trying to get a rise out of you. Because you've put them in their place, so now they want to lash out at you and make it about you versus the fact that they're being inappropriate. Do not be baited. That's another thing that's a skill to learn. Do not let people's words bait you into something you don't want. And I think that the more you can beef up your community 
with members and sisters who demand respect and maybe come from different walks of life, but also have the same morals and values for safety, for self-love, for what they will and will not take on. I think the more you can rise with women that hold themselves to a certain level of standard, Hmm. the better. The more likely you are to not feel crushed when you get these picks, to not feel like these men are your cross-dressing experience. They are a part of it. They are not your cross-dressing experience. The more you can build out, reach out, post pictures of yourself, write things, comment, follow people that are within the same moral code as you. Yeah, yeah. And I meant to mention it earlier, is we have the right on our Instagram, on our TikTok, on our Facebook, on our Twitter, whatever, all, all our social media, we have the right to post whatever we'd like, mm-hmm. right? That's our prerogative, as long as it's within the guidelines of the service. I have no problem with people displaying and presenting themselves in a way that makes them feel the best. Unfortunately, that unfortunately, those pictures can also invite people to see you a certain way. Right. And I'm not saying it's right because you have the right. If you want to show yourself in that makeover with a sexy lingerie and you took a hundred pictures and you love to post them because it makes you happy, do it. And that, sh- that shouldn't be a marker for people to say, Ooh, this person's in their lingerie. So now I'm going to treat them a certain way. That is their problem, not your problem. Right. You are not asking for it. You didn't invite it into your circle. You are simply a sexual being that is expressing themselves in X amount of ways. You mm-hmm. are simply a feminine crossdresser that is expressing themselves in the following ways. You are showing up in this planet and we are so lucky to have something like Instagram, that can be a platform for you to showcase a wide variety of sides of yourself that maybe you can't honor and celebrate and leave the house as, right? Right. 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 So yeah, I agree with that point wholeheartedly. Yeah. And don't think that you should stop being you because of people misconstruing your intent. Because they are mired in the she must want it as a shitty ass thing to say and think. And that rape culture mentality of like Mm -hmm. she was asking for it is bullshit because there should be nothing but respect for the person and the people around you that you associate with that you want to get to know. So um, I don't know how to say this and maybe you can say it a different way for me once I kind of say it is that don't perceive yourself as a victim if somebody is trying to make you a victim. Right. Don't bow down to what they perceive as your intent. If your intent is just to show up and be your full, sensual, you know, 100% authentic self. Be the dumb. Just be, be in charge of your actions. Own them. Celebrate them, you know? And if you are presenting in a way that's overly sexualized and that invites this type of audience... Okay, fine. 
you've done that. You've invited that. You've welcomed that in, but you are still in charge, baby. You are still in charge of what you will and will not handle. No one can make you feel or do anything without your consent. Exactly. And that's, I think that's most important. Unfortunately, we've grown up in a culture that women can't be seen in a certain way because all of a sudden, well, all there is an object because they dress this way. So now you're saying that because of the article of clothing that they wore or the height of the heel or the amount of makeup all of a sudden makes you a different person than who you are? No, that's, that is a terrible defense for anybody. And there's a whole other aspect to that. And that's these, whether it be a transitioning transgender woman, a crossdresser, you don't know what you don't know. And I've said this before on the show where their idea of what a woman looks like and how they dress may not be in alignment with actuality. So if they think that being a woman means the snapshot that they had as a child when they first saw Jessica Rabbit and that is womanhood for them. Right. And they can't understand why they're getting all these sexual advances and why they're being harassed and chased and they're dressing like Jessica Rabbit just because that is what's true to them for womanhood. That is when something like Fox and Hanger may come in and be like, look, you want to dress appropriately, let's own your womanhood, but let's alter things so that it's appropriate, Mm, so that you're in direct alignment with your truth. Because here you are thinking, and it's innocent, right? There's a lot of cross-dressers and a lot of transgender women that it's so innocent. It's a blind spot. They're sitting and they're posing in all these ways. And they think that being a woman, a confident woman is wearing a skirt that comes up to your, <laughs> your ball sack. That's the first <laughs> thing I thought of. But like, Or meaty tuck is a word you usually go with. Come up to your meaty tuck. And you don't want to invite that kind of sexual audience or energy. Well, then let's talk. There's a different way to do it. I got like a bunch of compliments today. One was a guy who wanted to engage in conversation. I had another woman who complimented me on my hair and said, where did I get it done? Because they wanted to find out where they should go to get it done. I said, no, it's a wig. Then I'm at my car in two young, you know, teenage 18, 19 year olds in a minivan says, I really like your outfit. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of attention and compliments today. And all of it was very supportive and very validating and made me happy um it, but it, and it was the way i was dressed but i have like a, a knit sweater dress i have my platinum blonde hair i have a high-waisted leather jacket and my scarf in my mm. boots so was it a completely appropriate for sitting at starbucks no it was probably a little overdone a little too you know polished i guess versus just wearing yoga pants and a sweatshirt no way well, I disagree. But, well, but that's the way I bring it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to say, well, I have to wear this certain thing in this certain venue, but I'm not going to go sit at Starbucks with thigh-high boots and fishnets. Correct. Because Correct. one, it. it's not really my motif. It's not really my style. And mm-hmm. two, I know that that would garner me the attention I really don't want to get. You know, I'm not like a punk rock girl who's who's got those super chunky buckled boots the and with a fishnet and right. all those things like that, that would probably work really well and be very cool with a purple hair and your eyeliner, but that's not me. So I, I, like you said, you have to know you and your essence and then wear appropriately that can still be heightened and still be sexy or polished or high glam 
without it just being like, oh, I guess I have to just wear jeans and a t-shirt. No, we can always live up to this, this standard that we want for ourselves and still be honest and still be truthful to who we are. Right. And, and you could wear, we're not suggesting that you wear a turtleneck <laughs> and a dress that comes down to your pinky toe. We are simply saying that sometimes the way you present yourself may not be the kind of message that you're putting out there and you just don't know. Right. Right. It's about being right? self-aware. Yeah. Being self-aware and what you're wearing right now, your hair is you and, and the energy that you bring to it is totally you and totally vibrant. And that's kind of like, it's like if you wore this hair every day to Starbucks for the next whatever it is, it may lose its luster. It may lose that kind of vibrancy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, this is one of those where it's like I'd wear it once every three months and then rotate it in. Yeah, but keep with my auburn, keep with my red because that's what I love Mm. most, you know? So yeah. It's shiny. I like it. Very happy with it. (laughs) As you can tell, I'm all giddy by it. Yeah. Um, But um, thank you. Chasers. Be you, be the honest and true you, be aware of who you are, be aware of what could happen and be prepared for it. Yep. And be okay with, if you get these things that make you really feel violated, always remember, especially on social media, you have all the power, you control who can see what, you can block and ban whoever you want. You do not have to engage with anybody you don't want to engage with. And I think that's that's all we can really say about that. And you just have to manage that in a very um, positive way when it comes to those people in person those chasers in person or even those chasers when you're trying to date somebody you know you're on fet life and you want to find somebody who loves like you said loves a cross-dressing man or loves a transitioning woman the dating scene i'm sure is filled with those people who only want the type of person you are right. not the person you are and so it's it's a very delicate dance of making sure that you find that right person. It really is. And as I'm trying to be more open to all the ways in which cross-dressing could look, mm-hmm. it really has opened my mind in terms of for me to not be so prejudiced and for me not to be so limited in my in my understanding and that it's okay to be sexually positive. Yeah. It's okay to engage with people who also are sexually positive with you but it's not okay to have someone make you feel like you're not in control it's not okay to be harassed it's not okay to be chased and just know that you are in charge so at any point you can just block someone that is within your power. You do not always have to be a superhero. You do not always have to have a soapbox to educate. You can at any point on behalf of your community, you can shut it the fuck down immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. I've actually even seen people on Facebook take a screenshot of some predator, for lack of a better word, and post it on their wall and say, hey, do you know this person? Just to let you know, this is the type of person this is. You might want to block them if oh, they're I friends love of yours. When people do that. Yeah, I think it's important to to share that. And you know, it's almost like, have you seen this man in your neighborhood? Exactly. It's so. I had a um, I had added a friend that was like this business financial woman, and my friend's cousin just reached out to me and was just like, unfriend that person. She's a scammer. Mm-hmm. And just that kind of having your back 
looking out for someone is so important because you don't know. Now, is there a bad apple in every bunch? Of course. Of course. And you don't know who these people are. And I'm just learning. I'm learning so much from being on this podcast. I'm learning so much from the kind of work that I do, that we do, of just all the different areas and all the different ways in which cross-dressing can be really unsafe Mm-hmm. And at the same time, really fabulous. Yeah. And really just amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I say we, as I've said in both my books, is like there are so many different types of crossdressers. And what are the names of those books? Well, the first book is <laughs> they're both called Living Crossdressing. One is Defining a New Normal. Mm-hmm. That was the ones more about crossdressing one on one and relationships. And the second one is subtitled Discovering Your True Identity which goes back to what you had said earlier about just having that sense of self and knowing who yeah. you are and what you're looking for and who, what you will allow. All those things are so, so important to who you are as a person to show up, be true to you, be authentic to you, know where your boundaries are, not take any shit from people. Do not become the victim because they have an expectation that you should be. And just know that you are a powerful, powerful, empowered man slash woman, if you're a cross-dressing person who does this part-time, you know, that you are a powerful woman embodying the divine femininity that we spoke Mm -hmm. about in a couple episodes ago, you know, for the the trans woman who is transitioning to become that, that feminine spirit that they need to be, that they're affirming to be. Yeah, that's you. You bring that. Don't let anybody try to take that away from you because in all honesty, you, only, you can never have it taken away from you if you don't let it. So right. keep your power, stay true, and just be like, you know what? These people who think they're victimizing me, that think they're harassing me, or they are harassing me, they think they're objectifying me, let me turn it on their head and let them know something because mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it mm-hmm. every time. I'm about to sneeze. So hold on. Let's wait okay. for it. You don't okay. have to delete it because it's going to be epic, I feel. Oh, my God. Wow. That was 5% of an orgasm. (laughs) It was. Look it up. Look it up, papes. It was great. This message brought to you by Fox and Hanger. (laughs) (laughs) com. Nice. Now to be sued by Yahoo. Um, No. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to take it. Come. Yeah. (laughs) anyway this was a great uh revisit i love that we could tackle this from a different angle i hope we answered some questions or at least gave some guidelines of like how to protect yourself and how to keep yourself safe and empowered because at the end of the day that's really all matters is your safety your empowerment your self-confidence don't let anybody take that away from you um Mm -hmm. you know and be there for each other like you and I are there for each other and we learn from each other all the time. Right. And we have our group of friends that empower us and support us and validate us in the right ways, not putting us in a position where we have to find validation in a little more sketchy ways that may not be as genuine as where we could find love. Right. And a shout out to Shannon Bloom for just reaching out and giving us this wonderful topic. It's so important and it's something that we will continue to examine 
Yeah. And we know that we have our own pers- perspective. We, we have our own series of experiences and we, we are not living your truth. If you know, everyone's experience is different and we are just trying to understand you better. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much. You, like I said, you bring it hundred percent all the time. And uh, I love that about you. Thank you. And I really appreciate you so much. We both just are just amazed for the amount, the sheer amount of listeners we have. And we just want to just scream to the hills, our gratitude and our joy. Yes, 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 yes. Let's revisit that. At the moment of this recording, Julie and I have been amazed to find that we are on six continents Mm. in 35 countries. What? With a growing listenership that we have, I'm getting a little misty, I'm sorry. We have our listeners to thank for being here for us, with us, growing with us, bringing us their disappointment in an episode that they wish would have said something different and our ability to say, you know what? Let's revisit this and do this and make it sing in a way that that person might need. And now they may say, well, could you talk about this? And I will let you know that Julie and I will talk about any topic that you bring to us that just has that relevancy to help anybody and everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. Thank you so much. So bye for now. Until next time. You can find me on Facebook at Savannah Hawk or at Living With Crossdressing and on Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Remember, that's H-A-U-K. And to learn more, go to my website, livingwithcrossdressing.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fox and Hanger or at MTF Style, as well as on our website at foxandhanger.com. Julie, it's your moment. <gasps> The Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor, copyright 2021. Yes, nailed it. We would love to hear from you because your story matters. Please comment and share on Facebook at Fox and Phoenix podcast or on Instagram at the Fox and the Phoenix podcast underscore.